Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. Hello, hello. We are back. Back in action. Samantha, how are you today? I'm good. We were just saying we try not to like catch up much when we first see each other so that we can just come on here and do a little catch up. But then we always end up catching up for like 20 minutes and then we're like, we got to get to recording. And also wasting all of our time. It's hard to catch up when I see you almost every day. Not almost every day. Now it's less because you're not working. It's a little bit less, but we talk every day. Yeah. And what do I Are you mad about it? No. What do I like? What is there to catch up on? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I didn't tell you, but yesterday I had a giant backache. Actually, oh. I didn't tell you this at all, but today it's like way better. No, I'm not joking. Like I pulled something, went to a chiropractor. Oh my gosh. Helped some, but then it has been like horrific. Like I couldn't bend over or pick up my kids yesterday. I was telling oh Alex the dance. I was like dying. So, so for all of you, I have I talked about my obsession with heating pads on the podcast? I think maybe a tiny bit, but. Okay. Hey, you should not sleep with that all night. You I sleep with it all night. No, oh, it turns I off. Yours turns you, off. Yours is fancier than mine. Auto shut off. So I have been talking about, and I don't use it all the time. In fact, I haven't even pulled mine out in a while. But I, I have always loved heating pads. I think it's so like cozy and warm. And then after being in the hospital and stuff a lot, can we make it through an episode where I don't talk about it? But anyways, no, I use sepsis. it every day. I mean, I had it in. I the said ho- it right. Sepsis. Yes, I used it every day in the hospital, and my infection settled into my low back. So it was like my lifeline for a long time. And I always told my friends, like, guys, you got to get a heating pad. It's so cozy, comfy. And Christian finally got one. But she was like, oh, yeah, it's just annoying because you have to turn it off at night. Like if you fall asleep, I'm like, mine's obviously not fancy enough. I mean, I feel like even the most basic ones have auto shut off. Well, mine's like very, very old. Like oh. I didn't buy a new one. We've had one forever. There you go. Because like I use it yeah. like when yeah. I have sore muscles and stuff. So right. like I've used it and you always talk about how you sleep with one. And then one night it was like super cold, couldn't get warm. And I was like, Andrew, pull the heating pad out. We keep it underneath our bed, mm, like just mm-hmm, right on one of our mm-hmm. sides. So I was like, grab it. And now I've been obsessed. And then I had this giant backache. I felt like an 80-year-old woman. But I was like so sore. I mean, I'm I couldn't sorry. pick up my kids. I don't know what it was. I think I did like too hard of a workout or like obviously like lifted oh, wrong. You're such a little workout girly. No, I think I like literally <laughs> lifted wrong. It was oh, no. probably more pathetic. And so I think that like set it off and then I think yeah. it like aggravated it more. Well dang. So prayers anyways, for Christian's back. Well I slept last night and I woke up today, even like my friend texted me, she's like, how's your back? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like it's actually turned around. Right. So well, Christian's back is better. I don't I'm trying to think if I have you any. You got updates. your nails done. That's something new I didn't know. I got this done on Sunday. You did know that because I took Emerson Oh yeah, I for know a that. little mommy daughter date, and we tried a new nail place, which I really liked. That's sweet. I'm, I feel like we've been missing out on that nail place. We'll have to talk about that later. Okay. But yes, I got original Funny Bunny, and OG. Do you know? Well, you know this, I think. But does everyone know that Funny Bunny is getting discontinued? <gasps> Wait, you didn't know that? Why? No. Yeah. So funny, why? I feel like it's like the most popular one. I really can't figure it out. My the only thing I can think of. So this girl. This is a really long story. My mother in law met this girl on a trip. And we're all talking. We were like all three wearing Funny Bunny. This was back in April. And the girl told us like it's being discontinued. So then I looked it up. It's true. Well, she recently, we connected on Instagram. She sent me a DM showing me this nail account that she follows that will like kind of compare a bunch of like nail polishes to each other or like show you cool colors. So they'll have like OPI color comparisons or Essie. You're laughing, but 
I tell me you're laughing. not going to ask for this no, Instagram. No, that's amazing. It is amazing. So she sent me one the other day that was like, this is the new color that OPI has come out with that's supposed to be like the replacement What's for Bunny Bunny. Do you want me to go look really quick? Yeah, I feel like you need to tell okay, everyone. Okay, so my thought is why they're disconnecting it is possibly because... Discontinuing it? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but disconnecting too. Um, because it takes like seven coats for Funny Bunny to show up. That was my only thought. And this one, I'm going to show you the video. Let me find it. But see, I like that you can like do a lot with Funny Bunny because it takes so many coats. I know. Like, I actually think that's kind of the nice thing about but it. But somebody didn't think that. Maybe it takes so much of it that it... Okay, what is there? If OPI goes out of biz here in like... Oh, I found mm, it. I don't know, two years. We all know why. Okay, look. Because of the bunny. Oh, you can hear the background music. Okay. Strong as shell is what it's called. Strong as shell. Yes. Strong as shell. Okay, guys, you've heard it here first. Strong as shell in replacement of Funny Bunny. The Instagram account is called polish.lab.rat. It's really cool, actually. Polish.lab.rat. Like, look at this one right here. It's comparing a bunch of really close maroons. But, like, you know, you never know. You can think that they look the same and you can really get it wrong. I was laughing just because I think it's so funny. Obviously, Samantha and I are, you know, sitting here talking about our nails, which you maybe you find annoying, but we think it's very interesting. But it's just funny to me. Am I laughing because you met this random girl on a vacation? Here you are now connected on Instagram, now talking about nails. Yeah. Now we're sharing our podcast like, you know, funny connections in funny ways. People are interested in all different things. It's hilarious how different connections you. get formed. That's funny. It was fun. And yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. She lives in St. Louis. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but shout out if she does. Okay. That's hilarious. Well, let's get into the meat of our episode. If you were annoyed by that, hopefully you can just like five second push that forward, 10 second push that forward to get to the good stuff. But we are talking about honestly a topic I'm nervous about a little bit because I feel like I'm still processing it. And so I'm just personally asking for a lot of grace. If I say something that's offensive or just more like, yeah, I disagree. I would love for people to have dialogue with me about it because I feel like I'm still figuring it out. I think we both are. And I think we have kind of had this topic in the back of our minds a little bit. And it's gotten brought up a few times. We are coming out of the summer season, obviously, and into fall. But it's come up over just in our friend group a little bit and just in our current community and just culture, just like what it looks like. But today we wanted to talk about modesty and kind of the role that that plays in specifically if you call yourself a Christian, what does modesty look like? What are we supposed to think about it? What do we do with it? What's our role in it? And how do we move forward, I guess, in thinking through what do we believe is modest and... What are we supposed to do with it? And what even is hottest? Oh, yes. What is hottest? Is modest hottest? That's the title and of so this even episode. As, yeah, even as we talk about it a little bit, I'm even like, oh, shoot, I have so many thoughts and so many almost maybe conflicting thoughts. So we'll just jump right in. Obviously, Samantha and I grew up in purity culture, kind of. We grew up in a culture, at least in our church, or like I can talk to my personal experiences, that it was very much so kind of just like push that obviously you, you know, want to stay pure till marriage. That's like huge if you don't. And I don't think anyone ever used these words, but I think I got that vibe of like, if you don't stay pure and if you do not hold to that, then like your whole life is ruined. It's the biggest sin you could commit. Yeah, the biggest sin, a huge extreme. And so even in the way I dress, I remember, which appropriately, and you know, my husband and I are still figuring out what we're going to do even with our children too. But I went to church camps where literally walking into the church camp, I had to hold my arms down to the sides of my shorts. I'm a tall girl. So finding shorts that were down to the fingertips were like Bermudas. Like those are the only shorts I could wear. Oh, you're such a dork. I can just picture you in your glasses and Bermudas. I didn't wear glasses. Okay. I swear you wore glasses. I've seen a picture. I had glasses in high school for like trends. 
Oh. You know? Trinity girl. You were dorky, though, kind of, weren't you? No, I was like a teacher's pet. Oh. But like, so dorky. That's <laughs> not dorky. That is really different. Like type A. Very type A, very teacher's yeah. pet, like would never break a rule. So you anyways, are Bermudas. Okay, going back. You are Bermudas. And Samantha was a bully. <laughs> Shut <here>. up. <laughs> yes, but honestly. Mm. Okay. So anyways, I went to church camps where I had to hold my fingertips down to the like edge of my shorts. I remember like my dresses like that I wore to dances or back to school clothes. Like my mom and I would buy them together and then I would come home and we would like try them all again. If my dad wanted to like look at any of them, he would and be like, yeah, that looks awesome. Or like, eh, I think that's a little too low cut or something. I remember having to like return one of my favorite prom dresses because oh he's like, that's too much. So that was definitely the culture I grew up in, which again, there's pros and cons that and we'll kind of talk through that. But what was your experience? Mine was similar growing up in purity culture. You know, the church camp girls had to wear one pieces, which I was always kind of oh, yeah. like. Or a t-shirt over a two piece. Oh, I don't worst. even know if they said that. It was like you had to wear a one piece for sure. But it wasn't anything extreme. Like I talked to someone recently where they said that they had to swim at separate times, like guys and girls. Yes. That's, I heard that too recently. Yeah. That's extreme. We, we didn't have it that extreme. So that was kind of the thing. I mean, I I never tried to wear anything, I guess, like so crazy. I remember, though, coming to college. And I think it depends on like where you're from, too, and what the norm was. Because I grew up in Arkansas, so the South, so a little bit more like, I don't want to say classy in a weird way, but just a little bit more conservative, I guess, in the dress. But I came to college. And you could even reflect and say what we used to think in the 90s, like where you would barely show, you would wear like low rise. We probably didn't do this because we were in elementary school. But like, if you were in high school, maybe you'd wear like low rise jeans and a tighter tank top, but you'd be showing like a tiny bit of your midriff where now the norm is literally wearing like a sports bra and really short shorts, you know, mm-hmm. running errands. And so I think that has changed in general. But I came to college and I remember like going out, getting ready to go out with girls in my dorm and just seeing some of the girls from bigger cities, like some friends from Chicago, some from Minneapolis that wore a lot different style clothes than I did. More like tight skirts kind of like tight pencil skirt mm-hmm. type situations and they like, were pretty much like a tube top but yeah, as a skirt yeah and just like where i, I was from those. no one dressed like that and so i remember being like okay and like adjusting what i wore a little bit honestly to the culture around me so i think that's where this gets tricky because i personally want to start out by saying what i don't want anyone to hear me say is that you should be ashamed of your body as a woman in the church or you should be hiding who God made you to be or that you should just have this mentality of like, oh, girls have to be so covered so that they don't cause any man to sin. Or, you know, I think that there's some good truth in a lot of that that we're going to break down and look at scripture. But I also think that that's really toxic not to overuse that word. But I think that that just has a mentality where it puts a lot of the focus on girls keeping men from sinning or lusting or looking at them inappropriately when I think that's a two-way street. And yeah, I don't know. I'm still figuring a lot of this out, but I don't want people to hear us say like, you need to wear basically a muumuu every single day (laughs) and wear a long sleeve bathing suit to the pool. Yes. I think we wanted to have this conversation because obviously I'm I would be crazy to think that none of us like all of us have heard the saying recently into like you make your own truth or you do you or like do whatever makes you happy. And I think again, you know, not diving into so deep of that, but I think that goes into our bodies and how we choose to dress. And a lot of people kind of make the argument of I love fashion. We've talked about that here. We both love like buying new clothes and like 
following together and following trends and things. And I don't think there's anything wrong to that. And in that way, I am doing what is like making me happy. I am doing something that's making me feel confident or I am buying that new top that I love. But to what extreme does it go to when that top is showing like all of my cleavage or a bunch of side boob or it's not covering my whole stomach? Like where does that stop? And so like a lot of topics that we cover here on our podcast, we wanted to kind of dive in because we do think it's kind of on this pendulum. And I think there's extremes to that pendulum. I think there's maybe wrong ways of thinking through things, but also it's not going to be the same for everyone. And so we're not trying to put a blanket statement on all of these things, but we're wanting to challenge your thought in why do you dress the way you do? What are you thinking about when you put on certain pieces of clothing or types of clothing? And then what are you hoping from other people in response to that? I think that's the biggest thing when we started kind of fleshing out this topic a little bit. I went back to, yes, I grew up in this purity culture. I therefore have certain styles and types of way that ways that I dress that may some people may think it's really modest. Some people may think like, oh, she shouldn't be wearing that. But I always try to challenge my thought. And I think at the end of the day, that's kind of where we want to get to a little bit of what are you thinking when you put on these clothes yeah. and how you dress yourself? Well, and that's the whole point. Everyone's going to have different convictions on this. I think what hit me when we decided to talk about this is I just don't think it's something that we think about at all anymore because like you were saying, I grew up, I remember we would have like breakout sessions at camps or youth group for girls where the whole conversation would be about modesty. And like that's not really talked about anymore for better or for worse. I think, again, it was maybe drilled in coming from a weird place originally, but maybe there is some validity to like, hey, I just think I see a lot of Christian girls not putting much thought to it and just dressing exactly like the world does. And we're here to say, like, we cannot follow the world's standards in anything at all. And so why would we not take that into account when we're deciding what to buy or how to dress? It's easy to justify a lot of pieces of clothing that are trending or making us want to fit in with culture. And I think that that's okay too. But at the same time, you can still do that without being inappropriate. And what inappropriate means is going to look different for everyone. But if anything you take away from this episode, I hope it's just that you should put thought into it. And if you're not thinking about what you wear at all, that could be a red flag because with anything we do, we want to be giving glory to God. And so if we're dressing in a way that could be putting off the wrong image or giving people the wrong idea about our intentions or our heart, then I think think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I kind of want to separate this out a little bit because obviously maybe in our age group that we're kind of talking to here, a lot of us did grow up in that purity culture. So in that culture, a lot of us learned or heard a lot of this idea of like, hey, we play a role and we are responsible or play a large part in not making our men or male like neighbors and brothers brothers in Christ Christ lust over our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so let's break that down a little bit, because I think that is where in a pure sense, I think that is a good thought to have. And that's why we're saying like, hey, I think we should all feel like we want to challenge our thought and why we're wearing what we're wearing. But I also want to kind of dive into that a little bit, because ultimately, if we really do think that we as Christian women and sisters in Christ are solely responsible how men think, then I think that's a really dangerous path to go down. That 
those are human minds that they also need to grow in self-control and they need to grow in ways to become more like Christ too. And so I think if the only message you ever heard was like, you are solely responsible for not allowing your brother in Christ to sin over your body, then that could be really negative. And that could really breed a lot of actually really skewed thoughts and how you think through other sin in your life that the moment you, we on a recent episode, we're talking about someone else. And it's one of the questions we were talking about was like alcohol or greed. And so if we really think that everything we do is a direct reflection to someone else's sin or like other someone else's choice to sin or not to sin, if we were to do that, you know, tons of people like have problems with greed. So are we therefore never supposed to spend any money around people? Well, no, that's ridiculous. Like we're not responsible for that person's greed. But if we know we are in community with someone who really struggles with greed, then maybe we do kind of think and filter how we say things or spend money or do things. Same thing with someone who drinks alcohol. You know, that's kind of a whole other road too. But obviously, if I had a really close friend who struggles with drinking alcohol, maybe I'm not going to drink around her. But if we're going to say like we should never drink in public because people around us could be struggling with alcohol, well, then that's maybe an extreme where like we don't own that for other people and we can't. And that actually puts us in a really wrong place in our position of feeling one superior or growing in pride in that way, but also like we are not God and those people also have things that they need to work on that they need to grow in. And so I just wanted to say that too, because I do think that's the route that again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that thinking. But I think if that's what you heard in your adolescent years, I think that could be a really dangerous road to go down. Yeah. And that's why it's hard because on the flip side, When we're living in community with other believers, we do want to spur on and encourage. And if we're dressing in ways around guys that are other believers that are like really inappropriate, that's not leading them to more fullness in life. That's not encouraging for them. That's just going to be damaging. And that could be really controversial to say. But there's a flip side to that. Like, I think there is definitely certain things that I would feel uncomfortable with you wearing around my husband. Or if we're a group with a group of our friends as couples, I'm going to be mindful of my friends as them being wives also that I would just not want my husband to see certain friends in a certain way. So I found this definition of modesty and I want to kind of like lay this down before we keep going. So it means behavior, manner, or appearance intended to avoid indecency. So that kind of gives something. And then I wanted to bring up some scripture. So 1 Corinthians has a lot, 1 Corinthians 6, about this with just sexuality and fleeing from sin. And so this verse is, I'm starting in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, and it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And that obviously can, you know, we can use that to talk about like sex. But I also think that means in like how we display ourselves to the world and in all that we do, if we're glorifying God or wanting to point others to him, there's that really fine line of, yeah, wanting to live in this world and not look like a pioneer woman with a bag on you, but also saying like, no, I'm choosing to look a little bit different from what the world would say is the standard for how a girl should dress now. And I want you to see something different in the way that I choose. And honestly, pioneer dresses are very 
in now. And Christian so has a few in the high color. In them. Yeah, someone did tell me I was looking like I was wearing a muumuu one day. So but, well, there you go. Anyways. But yeah, I want to pipe in there because I think it was so good. I too looked up a few definitions of modesty, and one of them I found used the words an attitude of humility and decency. Modest is not drawing undue attention to yourself. And I thought that was so good because I think that takes me back to why am I wearing what I'm wearing? How am I thinking about it? Because I think there's multiple people in my life that I can think of that probably wear, let's say, like if you think a crop top is inappropriate, that is wearing, you know, like a shirt that shows a few inches of their belly. And when they put that on, they're genuinely just wearing that because that's what they feel good in. But I would challenge your thought to say like, well, yeah, if you feel good in it, you don't think about it. Maybe that is like, I guess maybe okay for you to go out in. But I would also challenge the same thought of like, what are you thinking? Because if your thought is, I'm going to put this on because I feel really good in it and I know that I'm going to see this, this, and this person and they'll probably think I look really good in it too, then I would challenge to say like, that's probably like not something you should be wearing then. And I have to say that to my own self because obviously we all you know, again, even Samantha and I, like, we love to wear clothes that we feel good in. So we're not saying, like, you shouldn't desire to feel confident and feel good in clothing you wear. You should feel good about, like, how something fits. Or, like, we all love to get an outfit that, like, fits our body really well. But I think that there's a difference between how you think about that. It's like, I feel really confident. I feel good. I like how I feel in this versus, like, I'm going to wear this so that I get, has this definition says, more attention or undue attention to myself. I'm going to do this to get more attention. Yeah. I think that's a big, big difference. Yeah. When I'm getting dressed, a way that I like to think about it sometimes is, would I want my husband to see my friend in this? Would that make me feel uncomfortable? Because we do sometimes just get dressed. We like the way we look. We feel good about it. And we don't give much thought to it. And so, yeah, again, I think this is all coming back down to you know, with a lot of these topics, when you're seeking God and you're spending time with Him and you're growing in your faith, I think our hearts are really in tune to, inclined to maybe have convictions about certain things. So I think it's going to come down to each person's conviction and how they're feeling. But I think that I just don't think we're putting much thought into it. So Mm -hmm. I think, too, it's good for me to remember when I go back to this topic, we've mentioned this a few times already, but Our goals and aspirations as Christian, if we call ourselves followers of Christ, then our goals and aspirations of life should look different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where it's also challenging to me that I love trends. I love looking at what's coming out. I love like the new Pantone color of the year. I love doing those things. But I'm also like, but I should look different. So like, I don't need to wear the exact same thing that's trendy now. I don't need to run errands in my little shorts and a crop top or like a sports bra. I don't need to just wear abroad at the gym because like I can wear a tank top and it accomplishes the same thing. And I think we need to be more thoughtful in that. It's funny because even as Samantha and I have this conversation, like being honest, even last week we were headed to a wedding and I was thinking about wearing this dress and Samantha challenged me. She's like, would you wear that around your pastor? It had these kind of like side cutouts in like right underneath. It like, was by no means inappropriate. No, no. But it had these little like side cutouts and I was like, oh, I didn't think twice about that. Like honestly, or like it's not that I didn't think twice about it. I'm like genuinely I have a few dresses that have like the back cut out in them and it like ties over my like bra line or things like that and in the first place I bought it because I obviously felt comfortable in it like I bought it because I was just like oh yeah like I don't feel weird wearing that but I thought well in the professional sense at my job I'm probably going to put a jean jacket over that because like I wouldn't have an open back at work but it made me challenge too like okay then where do I think that's appropriate well I for sure think it's appropriate like outside of the workplace you know in the workplace we are 
focusing on and doing other things to like accomplish tasks. And so in that way, maybe like I don't need to be wearing that dress. But at the same time, it did challenge my thought. And it kind of in this last week brought me to think through like, oh, should I be more thoughtful of that? What is the difference between my workplace and going out to dinner with a group of my friends who we also attend church because I work at my church? It was all of these thoughts. And so even in that way, like I'm saying like we're processing it too. And it was good for me to even go through it in that way. Well, and I'm just going to lay out how I feel about that. But with me saying, I don't know why I feel this way yet and why why it feels wrong or right. So my thought in that is like our friend wore that dress and she is a very modest person to a group dinner with four couples. I not for one second thought that looked inappropriate at all. You mentioned something about borrowing that dress and wearing it to a wedding that we had to go to the next night. And when I said that, I was thinking it was a wedding from a staff member of our church. And I can't figure out why I even thought that that would be wrong or different. But I I still feel that way for some reason. Like, I do think that we can take into account, like, who are we going to be around? Where are we going? I guess maybe that night I was thinking you're going to be around a lot of your coworkers, some that you're maybe their boss, maybe, you know, we work alongside them. So even though it's a more recreational, like we're going to a wedding, you're still around a lot recreational. of recreational outside of work hours, you know. But I was also thinking like mixed ages, you know, are we there to, yes, draw attention to ourselves versus you know, point towards the bride and like what we're doing there. So I can't put my finger on why that felt different. If you wore that tonight out to dinner downtown in Columbia with your husband, I wouldn't think twice about that. But there is something nuanced about that situation of like where I'm going to wear something versus not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't put my, I am understanding that that could be a really wrong way of thinking, but I can't figure out why or why not. Mm -hmm. No, and I, and I only bring that topic up because obviously Samantha and I are going back and forth on this too. It's a really complicated and feels it's almost like yeah. overwhelming conversation because even as we now raise daughters and raise children, I recently bought a two-piece for our daughter for next year. She'll be three, almost four, or no, she'll be almost three at that point. And I literally bought this little two-piece and we were in the store just recently and I turned to my husband. I'm like, can I buy Callahan a two-piece? Oh my gosh. And she was <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, why not? But I was like, at that age, like I could not wear a two-piece. Like the first time I wore a two-piece, I bought it with my own money. Yeah. And I that because that was just the rule in our family. Now, I for sure maybe am an anomaly, but like I'm really not scarred for my experience in that way. Like I've never thought through like, oh my gosh, I was like raised like so strict. Like I really never felt like that. And maybe that's just like God's grace to me. But I really like never thought about it. But it really challenged my thought and like, okay, Andrew, we're going to put our daughter in two-piece next year. She obviously is three years old. She has this tiny little, like, almost belly, like a beer gun, like, on a little baby. So, obviously, we're not trying to get, like, any attention towards her. But I'm like, okay, will there be a year where there'll be an age where I'm like, hey, honey, like we're going to actually start wearing this because now you're jumping off the diving board. And when you jump up, you know, your private parts hang out of your swimsuit. Or like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm being serious. Yes, and I think those I are actual thoughtful things that I'm like, no, I want to think through it for myself. And I also want to display that well for my daughter and my son. I think this goes both ways and we can dive into that. But I really want to be challenged in that way and want to think through that well for me and her and just our whole community, honestly. Yeah, so... That's a good point. I think there we can't sit here and say like, wear this, don't wear that because we all have different bodies. 
Some of us have bigger boobs than others. Certain shirts that I could wear look really different on Christian. Some dresses you can wear are like tunics on me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Some stuff is really short on you. So we can't do this like do and don't thing. But I do think you just have to use good judgment. And that's the whole point. Like be mindful, be prayerful about it. Going back to the, you know, boys versus girls thing, it's weird because whenever you hear these topics talked about, it's focused on girls. And we were just saying there's actually a lot to be said about this like gym, shirtless, topless, guy flexing, muscular environment that could be like really inappropriate too, or be a challenge for guys to say like, yeah, it's weird for me to be like walking around outside of a swimming pool without my shirt off. Like, why am I doing that? Is my shirt drenched because I'm sweating? Okay, maybe you could justify that like while I'm mowing the lawn or working out. But outside of that, if you're just like cruising around without your shirt on, you're probably doing that because you like the way you look and you want people to like the way you look. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you could say the same way we were having a conversation. I used to sing on our worship team a lot. And I had this really mindful thought one time. It was a conversation around multiple ones of us with like we were all females at the time. But the conversation was just around, you know, on the stage, lights would like shine up on you. Obviously, there's like spotlights, backlights a lot. And when there's backlit, like behind you, you could like easily see someone's like body figure. Like you could easily see the outline of their body. And so I made a conscious thought from there on out. Like I wore a lot of like tunicky, more flowy tops. And I would always wear like skinny jeans because that's just like literally the only (laughs) jeans that I had, I guess, and never really thought about it for my legs. But I just really wanted to be mindful in that way. And I think in the same way, like I'm trying to be mindful in that. And I think in the same way, the same thing goes for dudes. Like there's plenty of trends and styles that are probably maybe almost too revealing that I'm like, hey, we don't need to see all of that. Or like, like really hey, tight jeans on guys. Yes, if you know really what I'm saying. Really tight jeans on dudes or like really tight shirts or even just like, yeah, or even like a cutoff shirt. Like, you know, obviously I think there's a big difference of wearing that like when you're mowing because it's hot out and you need a shirt on. But like, you don't want to be shirtless. Like, I don't know. But I think there's a difference of wearing that and then like wearing a cutoff or like even cutoff like sweatpants shorts I've seen dudes wear. Like they're uber short. And I'm like, the only reason you're wearing those is because you, you want, want people, people to, to look see at your, your thighs. thighs. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the only reason you're wearing that is because you want people to see your arm muscles. So I'm like, I think those are the ways that we can challenge our thought to say, no, I think it's okay to feel confident. I think it's okay to feel like I look good and I like how I look in this. But if your genuine thought is I'm going to wear this because I like how I look and I hope other people like how I look and therefore I hope I gain undue attention. I hope that people talk to me more. I hope that people think I'm prettier because I'm wearing this. I think that is the problem. And I hope we're all checking our hearts and minds in that. Yeah. Just like kind of to wrap it up. Well, I'm looking at Christian right now and we're, you know, we dressed down today. We're not doing any like video recordings. And so you're wearing bike shorts, but you're wearing this like button up long shirt that kind of like covers your butt. And like, I think that's totally appropriate. We both wear leggings. You know, I tend to try to wear something that maybe is, you know, if I'm wearing really tight leggings, I'm probably not going to like walk around with a sport. Well, I'm for sure not going to walk around with a sports bra. That's just me personally. But if I want to wear a cute sports bra, sometimes I'll wear like an almost sheer where you can't really see anything, but maybe you can see the color of the sports bra over like a lightweight workout jacket, if that makes sense. Like kind of just using best judgment and everything. So again, we're not saying you can't dress trendy or dress in what's comfortable or stylish, but having thought behind it. And the last thing I'll say is I 
when I get down to the, you know, the root of this, I would never want something that I'm wearing to be a distraction from someone knowing God better. So whether that's they look at me and they say, wow, like that surprises me as a follower of God that she would wear something like that. Or even in group settings that people would be more focused on what I'm wearing or what parts of my body they can see versus like good conversation or anything that's pointing or glorifying to God. So if we kind of use that as the standard, I think that helps guide us a lot. And I'm never going to judge what certain Christians are wearing because I know we all have different convictions, but it's good to challenge one another and maybe challenge our friends if you do see them wearing certain things that you're a little surprised by, like maybe just asking about their thought process on it. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.